I'm Shelby, and I'm from Reynoldsburg, Ohio. So what was broken on my car was really unique, and they did a wonderful job at tracking it down and had it there the next day and fixed. 3C dealt with my insurance, so I just got to sit back, and they took care of everything. I had my car back within a week, then somebody else hit it, and now I find myself back at 3C Body Shop. I would recommend 3C to family, friends, and anybody who's been an ex. 3C Body Shop. Welcome to the new Ranger Report Podcast. I am your host, Ben Dieter. Always glad when you take a little time during your week to listen to the new Ranger Report Podcast. I would like to thank all of you for listening. Our numbers are growing and I appreciate that. We've got a lot to talk about on this evening's show. But first of all, if you want to listen to us more or on different areas, I can tell you you can find us on Anchor. On Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Radio Public, and many more. So those are all the places that you can find the Ranger Report podcast. And we really enjoy doing this. We really are glad that our listenership is going up. And uh, there just aren't enough podcasts out there exclusively about the Texas Rangers. There are a lot of podcasts out there, obviously. And I appreciate you for taking some of your time and giving it to this podcast. So... What do we have to talk about on tonight's episode? Well, we're going to start off here in a minute talking about the World Series and the World Series champion, Washington Nationals. And then we're going to talk a little bit about breaking news that uh, came out, I believe, yesterday. Today we're recording this on November 8th, 2019, about Nolan and Reed Ryan no longer being with the Astros organization and what that could potentially mean for the Texas Rangers. We'll talk a little bit about free agency as well as what the team needs to do in free agency. We'll talk about maybe uh, will Globe Life Field make a huge difference. Um, We're going to introduce something that we'll be doing over the winter about the greatest Rangers of all time in each position. Uh, We'll talk about this week in Rangers history uh, and then we will wrap it up. That is the plan for this episode of the new Ranger Report podcast. So thank you for tuning in and listening. Let's talk a little bit about the World Series champion Washington Nationals. Nobody thought that the Washington Nationals would win the World Series, let's be honest. The Nationals were the oldest team in baseball this year. And what did they do? They did nothing but beat probably the best team in baseball, the Houston Astros, for a World Series championship. And they did it in historic fashion. No team ever has won every road game and lost every home game in a seven-game series in American sports history. So the Nationals, and what was one reason they did that? Well, I think one reason they were able to do that is they didn't panic because they were in their mid-30s. Most of them, their average age was 30.8. That's not normal for a team that wins the World Series. Yes, so they had a different perspective. Maybe they had uh, less panic. And the Astros had been there before, which meant that they should have won. And as a Texas Rangers fan, you know, I know I'm supposed to hate the Astros. I don't hate them, but I'm also not completely heartbroken that they lost the World Series. The Washington Nationals as the oldest team, and uh, they also had other things. So let's look at the differences between the World Series winning Washington Nationals 
and the uh, non-playoff Texas Rangers, since this is the new Ranger Report podcast. Let's look. The Nationals had a, let's see, what's the same? The Nationals had a older outfielder who played really well in the series, and I would compare him to Shin Su Chu, and he played very well in the series. The Nationals had a uh, one and two in the rotation that is really good and hard to beat. Uh, I would call them both aces when you're talking about Strasburg and then uh, Scherzer. The Rangers, while they have a good one and two and a much better one and two last year than we expected in Mike Miner and Lance Lynn, they are not what I would consider big-time aces, you know, for the Texas Rangers. They're not on the same level as those two guys I just mentioned. Uh, The Nationals made it as a wild card. They did not win their division. Uh, They swept the Cardinals, so right there I like them as a Rangers fan who has been doing this for a long time and uh, has been doing it since before the 2011 World Series, which is something I still don't talk about, Game 6. I will not reference it. I will not talk about it. I do not like it. And no, I will never get over it if you are wondering. The Nationals also had some young players. They have Rendon at third base, right? Rendon is someone that I might talk about later. The Rangers should show interest in, maybe showing interest in. I'm not sure. It just depends. I think their number one priority should be pitching, not uh, fielders. But we'll get to that a little bit later in the podcast. So the Nationals did everything differently. They didn't do it the way that everyone expected a World Series champion to do it. Like I said, lost all three home games, won all four road games, uh, the oldest team in baseball. So it was an interesting World Series. One thing I'll say, as a person who wasn't a fan of either team, I got to sit back and really enjoy the World Series because it's fun to watch when you don't really have a rooting interest. You just want to see a good series, and we got to see a very good World Series. There, uh, The seventh inning seemed to be the big... Uh, the big inning for the Nationals in the last few games of the series. Uh, and, the, of course, the decision with not putting in Garrett Cole and taking out Zach Greinke will probably go down in history as, you know, as backseat drivers or people that look back will say it was a bad decision. But apparently, A.J. Hinch and Garrett Cole talked about it before the game. He wasn't comfortable coming in during an inning. He wanted to start an inning. So why didn't he leave Zach Greinke in? And, of course, he gets paid a lot of money to be the manager, and I don't. So he had his reasons. It didn't work out that time, but if it would have worked out, we all would have talked about what a genius A.J. Hinch was to make that move when he did during the seventh inning. So there you have it. The Nationals are champions. Congratulations to them and their fan base. I have an uncle who is a big fan of the Nationals, so congratulations to him. All in all, it was a great series. It was super enjoyable to watch. And the National League took back the World Series by beating the Houston Astros four games to three. So, what a great World Series. What an enjoyable World Series. Normally, I only talk about the Rangers on this podcast, but when the World Series just ends, you have to kind of talk about it a little bit, right? It was a great World Series. Really enjoyed it. Let's move on to news that broke not very long ago. I think yesterday or the day before. The Round Rock Express has parted ways with President Reed Ryan, who is the son of of uh, Hall of Fame pitcher Nolan Ryan. Reed Ryan has been running Round Rock for a while. I covered Round Rock a couple years back, I think 2013 maybe. I went down there and covered Round Rock uh, for a little while, and during that process I met both Reed Ryan. Uh, Nolan was there. Uh, I went on 
Jackie Moore when he got retired, uh, his his number got or his uh, he got re- put in the Hall of Fame. My my bad, for Round Rock. So it was a fun night all around. But Reed is a very smart baseball guy, and of course Nolan. We know when he was with Texas, they went to the World Series. When he was with Houston, they went to the World Series. Don't know if he has anything to do with it. You ask most Rangers fans, they'll tell you it was Nolan, not JD, that got the Rangers to the World Series. You know, I'm not going to say which one I subscribe to because I want to keep friends on both sides of that issue. Seeing that uh, listens are what I'm going for, I really don't want to tick anybody off. But now that they've let him go, Rangers fans are already asking, can the Texas Rangers bring back Nolan Ryan? Can we put him back in the fold as a Texas Ranger consultant or a front office person or whatever else we could put him in a pitching coordinator, a pitching, uh, you know, as a, as a uh, oh gosh, I can't think of the word, as a pitching uh, organizer or someone that just helps out. Consultant, thank you, thank you. My producer pointed at me and said consultant. That was the word I was looking for. So, could we bring him back in as a pitching consultant? Well, I'll be blunt with my thoughts. This means nothing. I am not around the team every day. I am a armchair manager, armchair general manager, armchair player coordinator, armchair scout. I don't actually uh, get paid to do any of this or have the knowledge that the guys who do all that kind of work have. But my opinion is the Rangers will not get Nolan Ryan and I think his relationship with John Daniels probably will hinder or stop that from happening. But, as Jeff Wilson of the Fort Worth Star-Telegram tweeted out, that does not mean the Rangers should not kick the tires on Reed Ryan. The odds that Reed Ryan will come to the Rangers, I think, are a lot higher than the odds of Nolan Ryan. And if Reed comes, then at least you'll have Nolan around again uh, with his son, helping to do things, and I don't know in what role the Rangers would bring in Reed Ryan. I don't know what they would have for him, but I bet you that if he showed interest in coming to the Rangers, they would find a place for him pretty quick, would be my opinion. And if I were them, and once again, armchair general manager here, I would want Reed Ryan in the fold of the Texas Rangers. So, Nolan didn't really give the reason why he and Reed got let go, but he did say that he is leaving the Astros and he'll leave it at that. So, Read into that what you want. Read into that what you may. Nolan and Reed Ryan are no longer with the Houston Astros. So Rangers fans are going to all get their hopes up now and, and want them to come to the Rangers. And of course, I do as well. But just covering this for a long time, I don't know that Nolan and John Daniels will be able to come together and do what they need to do to make this work um, after the way he left here years ago after the two World Series. So... It'll be interesting to see what happens. We'll keep you up on uh, whatever happens with Reed and Nolan Ryan over the next few weeks as we do our podcasts. And uh, we will talk to Jeff Wilson of the Fort Worth Star-Telegram on our next podcast, so be sure to listen in for that. Tons of insight. Really enjoy talking to him. Um, Looking forward to getting down to business with him and seeing what the Rangers need to do in free agency because he is someone that does cover the team every day, someone that is in the business and knows what he's talking about, and it's always refreshing and it's always informative to talk to him. So be sure not to miss that. Hey guys, have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? When I was trying to get this podcast off the ground, I had a lot of questions like how do I record an episode? How do I get my show into the apps all the people like to listen to? And how do I make money from my podcast? Well, the answer to every one of these questions is really simple. It's called Anchor. 
Anchor is a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. And best of all, it's 100% free and extremely easy to use. And now, Anchor can match you with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. That means you can get paid to podcast right away. In fact, that's what I'm doing right now by reading this ad. I've been using Anchor now for, oh, almost a year, and I really enjoy it. It's a lot easier than any of the other podcast apps I've ever tried. And again, it's free, guys. It really is free. It doesn't cost anything. Uh, So if you want to get started on a podcast and making money doing it, then go to anchor.fm slash start. That's anchor.fm slash start. Anchor, the best way to podcast. Let's shift gears and talk a little bit about free agency and the Texas Rangers. Now, the number one need for the Rangers, according to everyone in the world who um, has watched this team and who watched them play and especially who watched them pitch last year, knows that the Texas Rangers' number one need right now is definitely pitching. So, let's take a look at the top 20 free agent pitchers. And see which one the Rangers, number one, have a chance at, number two, um, are interested in, and uh, and see what we can figure out and see if uh, I can give you some predictions, sure, to not be right. So that's what I always like to do. I like to give you predictions. I like to get them wrong. Um, it's a lot of fun. Um, again, not an expert, but I really enjoy doing this. And of course, I would love to see your list. You can always tweet me, as I did not mention off the top of the show, at The Ranger Report. You can find The Ranger Report on Facebook. Uh, you can find us lots of other places. My email address is ben at therangerreport.com. Feel free to shoot me an email telling me how right I am, how wrong I am, what you would do. And then, of course, if you go to Anchor and go to the Ranger Report podcast, there is a place where you can record a voice message for the podcast, and uh, I will put the best ones on air, and uh, I will answer some of them if you have questions for me. Love to hear from you guys. Uh, I do this because I enjoy it, but hopefully you enjoy it as well. Um, All right, let's talk about the top 20 free agent pitchers or so coming out in 2020. All right, the number one pitcher coming out is Garrett Cole. Um... I don't think we have to spend a lot of time on this. He's going to demand $20 trillion, uh, and he will probably earn it from someone. So Garrett Cole, um, of course, 29 years old. uh, Astros did really good last year, but he did really well, not as well. Well, actually, he did really well in the postseason. Garrett Cole, great pitcher. That is a big no to me. The Rangers do not have a shot of signing Garrett Cole. Number two, Madison Bumgarner. Madison Bumgarner of the San Francisco Giants. Um, I believe that Madison Bumgarner will probably stay in San Francisco. Maybe the Rangers will kick the tire on him, but Madison Bumgarner is getting a little older. Not quite the pitcher he was a long time ago. Interesting. I just don't know if the Rangers are going to be interested in him. Zach Wheeler is the next one, number three, 30-year-old pitcher with the Mets right now. Been in the majors for five seasons. Um, he has had... A pretty good, pretty good stint there with the New York Mets. I have not heard him referenced uh, to the Rangers right now. I have not heard him. Uh, you know, I've not heard any rumors that he would be going to the Rangers. So, not sure about that one. Uh, I don't think that's going to happen at this time. All right, next 
if I can get back to my wonderful list. Will be... Steven Strasburg. Steven Strasburg is staying in uh, Washington. I don't think we have to say anything else about that. Um, after him, we have Cole Hamels. Cole Hamels. There is an interesting one. Let's take a moment and talk about Chicago Cubs pitcher Cole Hamels, who left a year and a half ago via trade from the Rangers to go to the Cubs. He is an aging superstar, not quite as good as he once was, if you want to quote uh, an old country song there. He's not as good as he once was. But here's the thing. The Rangers have done well with people like him. He and the Rangers had a really good relationship. Call me sentimental, but I would like to see Cole Hamels back in a Rangers uniform for maybe a one- or two-year deal. Pitching at Globe Life Field along with Mike Miner and Lance Lynn, I feel like he would be a much more solid number three than anything we had, of course, in the 2019 season. I don't think he'll be as expensive as, say, a Zach Wheeler or... Uh, Garrett Cole, or even some other people we're going to talk about later down on this list. Cole Hamels is one I'd want to keep my eyes on. Cole Hamels is one that if I was the general manager and I could work it out, I would definitely say yes to Cole Hamels coming to the Rangers. Um, I don't know. Maybe it's just because I'm sentimental, but I would really like to see Cole uh, pitching for the Rangers once again. So, you know, Hamels is a interesting one to me. That is the first one on my list of yes, I could see it happening. Next, we have Rick Porcello. Uh, Rick Porcello, of course, pitched for the Boston Red Sox. Uh, Are the Red Sox going to keep him? I don't know. But again, he's another one I think is going to cost too much, and the Rangers aren't going to be very interested in. All right, Dallas Keuchel, who took forever to sign last year, which was interesting after having some great seasons with the Houston Astros. He did not have the greatest of seasons last year. He was not the superstar that he was while he was in Houston. So it will be interesting to see how much interest he draws out there and if he draws any interest at all from the Texas Rangers. Uh, If I were John Daniels, I would probably kick the tires on that and see what you could get uh, or what you could get him for. But other than that, I don't see that being a big deal now. The next pitcher has been rumored uh, that the Rangers are super interested in it. Hinjin Ryu, and I may have said that wrong, and I apologize if I butchered it, but uh, he finished 2018 with a 197 ERA. He also capped a five-year stretch in which injuries limited him to 66 starts. So, Ryu or Ryu, however you say that, I'm sorry uh, to everyone that I can't pronounce that name, but he is a guy that the Rangers are said to be very interested in, according to several sources that I've read a guy that the Rangers really want to bring in. He would be good. Uh, he would be a good pitcher to bring in. I think he's one that definitely I would say yes to. Definitely I think there's a good chance he winds up playing in Arlington. Because remember, once again, we have money to spend this year because we haven't spent it over the last few years. So the Rangers have a good shot of bringing in somebody. And I think so far Hamels and Ryu are the two guys that I would consider uh, not shoe-ins, but a good chance that the Rangers would bring them in. Aroldis Chapman, I would say no on that one. I don't think the Rangers show any interest in him. Kenley Jansen, again, don't think the Rangers show any interest in Jansen. Yasmani Grandal, uh, haven't heard his name linked to the Rangers at all. Dylan Bedensis, Bedens, sorry about that again. I hadn't heard Will Smith. 
I heard a little bit on Will Smith, but I still don't think that the Rangers bring him in. Jake Odorizzi is another one. Another one who maybe, maybe kick the tires on, see what you can get him for, but I don't think the Rangers are highly interested in that. Let's just run down now some other free agents on the list. You got Felix Hernandez. He is past his prime. I don't think I'd be interested. Um, now let's move past some pitchers. Well, you got Trevor, Trevor Cahill. You got Ivan Nova as well. So let's look at some non-pitchers. You have Edwin, Edwin and, Carcion, and, Car- and Carcion. I don't know. Personally, because of his years with Toronto, I don't like him. And there's another guy we'll talk about in a minute here that uh, I don't like that the Rangers are interested in. But you know what? To be honest with you, I didn't think Adrian Beltre was going to be a good fit when he moved to Texas, and we all know how that worked out. So uh, I was 120% wrong on that one. Maybe this person that I'm talking about will work out better. We'll look at him in just a minute. I know they've showed some interest in Carcion, but I don't really think that he's someone that they'll take seriously. So, uh, And, of course, the third baseman uh, for the Washington Nationals has also been brought up, but my understanding is the Rangers are looking for someone to just fill that shoe, uh, fill that spot for a couple of years because we have guys in the minors that will get ready to come up that we will also talk about on later episodes. So free agent pitching. Now let's look at the man I was talking about that after his time with the Blue Jays, I really didn't like. And that was Josh Donaldson. There are some Rangers fans that I've read on Twitter and on uh, articles that seem kind of excited about the possibility of bringing Josh Donaldson to Texas again. Don't like him. Of course, I remember the big fight, you know, with Rugnet Odor uh, that Donaldson was involved in as well, even though he didn't get the punch in the face that his good buddy did there. Um, Donaldson, I don't know. I just personally, I don't like him. He brings an edge that the Rangers don't normally have. They're a loose bunch, and I don't know that bringing his edge and his type of uh, type of play would be exactly what the Rangers need. But again, I could be wrong. I mean, I am not uh, perfect. I am not, uh, I don't know it all. But I personally don't like him very much. But if he can come in and help the Rangers win, then who am I to stand in his way? You know, I'm just an armchair quarterback, for the lack of a better word, an armchair general manager. Uh, I know the Rangers are showing interest in him. I don't know if he has interest in coming here or not, but we will talk about that more and update it as we hear more. Uh, next week when I talk to Jeff Wilson, we'll talk about who he thinks is going to come and who he thinks will go. Um, I have a feeling if there's an odd man out this year, it might be Nomar Mazzara. He might be on the outs just because, um, they're pretty stacked in the outfield right now. Uh, the Rangers may be able to dump Shinsu Chu's contract on someone and trade him during the off season or during the season. But again, Chu had a great late year last year. It's the last year of his contract. I would prefer that he stay in Texas. Again, sentimental reasons. I'm an old softy. So we know what the team needs. We talked about that. So here's the next question I have, and I will ask Jeff Wilson this when I talk to him uh, next week. Is Globe Life Field going to make that big of a difference having a roof? The short answer is yes. Uh, I believe we can attract more free agents knowing that it's not going to be 130 degrees on the field from mid-July until early September. I think some people have been scared off by that over the years, and I think uh, that the Rangers are going to solve that problem with a roof. Although, as I've said many times on this podcast, I am a huge fan of Globe Light Park for lots of different reasons. Memories and, you know, people that I went with that are no longer with us and things like that that make it 
And, you know, World Series games, for crying out loud, were played in that ballpark, as well as, you know, the Rangers won their first playoff series while playing in that ballpark, went to the World Series. You know, we saw players like Josh Hamilton play in that that place. We saw Adrian Beltre. You know, we saw Pudge Rodriguez. We saw so many great players come through and play in Globe Life Park, and I'm going to miss it. And don't get me all sentimental about it again. But Globe Life Field, in my humble opinion, will make a difference especially when you're talking about bringing in free agents. I think they will look at that and see that, okay, this is a place where it'll be climate controlled. There'll be no rain delays. I don't have to worry about missing a start because I'll be rained out at home. Things that uh, can, that, that climate control will be very, very uh, attractive to some free agencies. So yes, I do think that it is a great idea to have the covered park, although I, I, I'm buying into it. I didn't like the idea of getting rid of Globe Life Park, but I'm starting to buy into Globe Life Field simply because I think that we can build a better team. And of course, everyone's argument, including mine, is that we already went to two World Series without a covered ball field, without an indoor park. And while I love the sunshine, the Rangers can still open it when they want to, which is one thing I like about it. It is an open or close ballpark, and that means now three teams in the division have uh, covered ballparks. Of course, Seattle, Houston, and now the Rangers will starting in 2020. So, yeah, short answer, I think it will make a difference. I'll be interested to hear what Jeff Wilson has to say about it next week when we talk to him. All right, something we are going to be doing going forward on the new Ranger Report podcast, sort of a fun winter series that I'd like to talk about is the greatest Rangers at each position. Uh, I would like to do what I'm going to try to do, me and uh, some other people, a top three at each position. So who is your number three, number two, number one? Uh, maybe have a vote on it. Uh, we'll put it a poll on the Ranger Report, uh, therangerreport.com, and also on Twitter at the Ranger Report, and probably on the Facebook page as well, asking who is the greatest at this position, and we'll, that'll be leading up to uh, who we talk about on that episode that coming week. We're going to start with third base because I believe that one is a no-brainer shoe-in on who the greatest third baseman ever for the Rangers is. It's Hank Blaylock. I'm just teasing. It's not Hank Blaylock. But I think you guys know who I'm talking about. I will put up a poll on who I think the top three Rangers third baseman of uh, all time are. And now let me let me give you a caveat on this. I am a man in my 40s. So I was not around in the 70s and the early to mid-80s watching Rangers baseball because I was too young to be able to watch, and of course it wasn't televised like it is today. But I will be basing mine on what I know and then also what I've read and what I've seen throughout history. So greatest Rangers at each position will be a little bit skewed by my view. So if you are a, let's just say, more seasoned fan than I am and have been watching longer, and you have some ideas on who the greatest Ranger at a position is that I left off my list. Please feel free to email, tweet, Facebook, or uh, contact me here on Anchor Podcasts on the comment section and tell me who I left out so I can include or at least consider yours uh, in the mix as well. So that is going to be a lot of fun, I think. I'm looking forward to digging in and... Uh, Looking at all these positions and who I think has been the best over the years, we'll start with third base. Second will be catcher because, once again, those are probably the two easiest ones in uh, in Rangers history to, to put a number one exclusively and without much argument, I believe, on 
the number one catcher and the number one third baseman. So that is something that you have to look forward to coming up on the new Ranger Report podcast. Another segment I would like to start is a segment called This Week in Rangers History. So let's look into what happened this week in Texas Rangers history. On November 6, 2006, that would be, if I did my math right, 13 years ago, the Texas Rangers announced that Ron Washington had accepted the offer to manage the team, replacing Buck Showalter, who was fired earlier that month. Or fired a month earlier, I'm sorry. Uh, Ron Washington took over as the Rangers manager uh, November 6, so this week in Rangers history in 2006. And of course, as we know, he was given a good team, and uh, he took that team Probably the best the best manager record-wise in Rangers history, obviously. The most winning postseason manager in Rangers history up to date. Uh, the uh, most inspirational Rangers manager. His players loved him and played hard for him. And, of course, Wash took the Rangers to two World Series, was an incredibly likable guy. Had great quotes like, that's, where, that's, uh, that's how baseball go, and other things like that that he said that were just awesome, that fans loved. Uh... I used to do a podcast called the Hague Sports Podcast with my good friend Nathan Haig, who is a uh, professional sports writer. And w- when we covered the Rangers one time, he actually uh, interviewed Ron and had him say, that's the way the Hague Sports go, which was fantastic. It's a clip I still love to this day. Um, so Ron Washington became the Texas Rangers manager November 6th, 2006. So this day in Rangers history, or this week, I should say, not this day, because today's November 8th, this week in Rangers history... We had Ron Washington hired as a manager, and then, of course, last year, during this week, Chris Woodward was hired as the manager, but I like to go for a little older than one year ago. Of course, Woodward, we don't know how Woody's going to work out yet, still new, but Wash had a great career, and I still wish him well uh, as a coach or manager in Major League Baseball. It was great to have him, uh, great to to watch him, great to cover him from afar, really enjoyed the man, really enjoyed uh, listening to him talk, really enjoyed watching him manage the team. Really enjoyed the uh, way that he uh, he played and the way, or excuse me, the way he managed the game. How excited he got, waving guys around as the third base coach and him would come out from the dugout. A lot of fun. So that's what happened this week in Rangers history. All right. Well, that about wraps up the Ranger Report podcast this week. I would like to uh, address a few things here at the end that I would like you, the listener, to do if you can. Um, we have a Patreon account, the Ranger Report on Patreon, where we are raising money uh, to keep this thing on the air, to keep it going, uh, where we uh, we we keep it uh, keep it rolling, keep it going. Um, you know, sorry, I just got some news on my phone um, about Donaldson, but nothing nothing as important as I thought it might be. All right, so it helps us with costs of running the podcast, with uh, doing other things that we do, and then of course. I started a GoFundMe because I record this on some not really expensive equipment with some not really expensive microphones and not really. And there's a new machine out that I want to get that I have described on the GoFundMe. If you'll go to the Ranger Report on Twitter or go to GoFundMe and look at the Ranger Report, you will find it. Um, 
I would appreciate it if you would consider uh, donating to the cause so that we can set up a much nicer studio and do a much more professional sounding recording than what we're already doing. Not that we're doing a bad job, but the more professional you can sound, the more fun it is for me and probably the more fun it is for you to listen to. So consider giving to our Patreon account or to our GoFundMe account. Um, We're looking to raise about $650 to upgrade our equipment to uh, do some other costs to get some a few other people in here to help out. So if you could donate, I would greatly appreciate it. And I will stop promoting myself now. And uh, I will tell you, thank you very much for listening. Uh, We would like to encourage you to listen to the next one. We will interview Jeff Wilson of the Fort Worth Star Telegram. We'll look a little bit into some other things. We'll keep talking about free agency, hot stove, and of course the winter meetings are coming up. We will be all over that as well. Thank you once again for listening to the new Ranger Report podcast.